4: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go into the value of self-actualization. You know, there's a great value in knowing thyself. And in 30 years of the um, uh, human potential movement, or I don't know what you'd call what I do, I, I help people reach their potential. You know, the best examples of the story, George Bernard Shaw uh, was near the end of his life, and he was with a group of reporters, and the reporters asked a simple question. One of the reporters said, hey, uh, George, if you could live your life all over again, and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment, he said, you know what, if I could be anybody I wanted to be and live my life all over again, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about living this full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems. And so there is great value in questioning ourselves, to live and examine life. There's great value in being under construction, you know, being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In the corporate world, we call it lean manufacturing, we call it lean sigma, we call it six sigma. But in the training world, we call it like it matters, leadership awakening, leadership adventure. Our, peace, our our EQ, communicating with power. See, self-actualization is defined as the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities. Isn't that a great word? One's talents and potentialities, especially considered as a drive or need in, that is present in everyone. Now, I don't know if it truly is in everyone as it's positive, but I want you to know today we're going to talk about that. Today we're going to be joined by a couple of recent graduates of Team uh, 237. And today, we're going to call the show, Hello Me? It's me. Because I'm going to tell you, in 30 years working intimately with people, uh, I've learned that most people don't know themselves. Most people don't know their potential. Most people don't know wh- what their capacity is. That's why uh, uh, um, I can't remember what the doctor's name of Harvard. We did the multiple intelligences. Multiple intelligences, where he identified basically uh, eight, and now we're up to ten, ten innate ways that people can be smart: physical smarts, the creative smarts, the auditory smarts, uh, you know, and then of course you have the right brain and the left brain. So they're different uh, intensities, if you will, different areas of focus within those realms. And so it's fascinating to see that we've all been gifted in unique ways, in different ways. You know, we all have fingerprints that tell a unique story. Our fingerprints uh, are unique from everybody else. I believe our fingerprints are directly related to the same um, part of your body that comes in at the same time. See, during the 13th to 21st weeks in utero, while you're being formed in the womb, your fingerprints come in at the same time the lobes of your brain come in. And so I believe, uh, based on dermatoglyphics, that your fingerprints are, are are more than just a unique print on your fingers, that there's some type of coding there. And we have a lot of coding. We have our frame, the frame that we put around something. You know, I'm a victim. Life's not fair to me. I can't amount to much. I can only do this because I'm white. I can only do this because I'm black. I can... Only do this because I'm a woman. And so a lot of times we got all this programming in there that's not serving us well, and we need to reframe, to frame again, to, to re describe, to change the narrative from a different perspective, to relabel. You know, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And by the time a child is six years old, Dr. Adler actually said five, a majority of their map of reality is in place. Isn't that fascinating? the basic structure for their beliefs. So life is really uh, an opportunity to constantly know thyself better, to uh, frame and reframe. And in, in Claude Steiner, in uh, Transactional Analysis, he calls it life scripts. See, we create stories about our lives, what they have been and what they will be. This starts in childhood where we're our, um, how do you say we weave our perceptions of ourselves And of the world around us, where we fit in, how we fit in, what value we have. That's the map of reality. And these life scripts then continue to have a deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. Why? Because as I study the unconscious mind, I realize there's two words that really are the principles for the unconscious mind. And those two words are as if. As if. We live our lives as if. Based on what we believe about ourselves. And I know that sounds too simplistic and too a surface, but that's a, you can't get any deeper than that. If you think you're a chicken, you're going to act like a chicken. Now, I'm not saying you necessarily put feathers on and walk around with your hand, right? You take on, you act as if. If you've been told all your life you're a liar, you act as if you're a liar. If you've been told all your life you're a waste of uh, flesh, believe it or not, people are told that. If you've been all your life just used for, for people, excuse my language, sexual enjoyment, it's just the reality of the world we live in, then you're going to be very sexualized. If you think the only way to prove that you're a man is to make a woman go ooh, ooh, ah, ah, then, don't you see? We act as if. That's why, you know, what was it, the Irish Journal of, uh, what was it? I think I have it somewhere. Uh, irishexaminer.com. That 40% of first-term memories are made up. See, your unconscious mind, once you create something, you see something, you do it for the first time. It's usually on the right side of the brain. And then you store it on the left side of the brain. So you have the right side and the left side, but you also have the conscious and the unconscious. And there's a lot more in our unconscious than we're consciously aware of. That's why it's called unconscious. And it is the unconscious that drives the ship. It's the programming. It's the, where those life scripts, it's where those frames, it's where the belief systems are. It's where the structure of our experience It's the petri dish of everything. That's where everything grows. So you got to realize these life scripts affect everything. They're unconscious and conscious, and they're shaping, they're encouraging. And they're shaped by p- parents, they were shaped by family members, they were shaped by experiences. And you had very little to do with it. We're little meaning makers. That's what the study of logotherapy tells us. We're little meaning makers. And so today we're going to talk about, you know, getting to know thyself. And the reason I bring that up is one of the graduates, one of the gentlemen who's going to be joining us on the radio day, at the end of my training, I, I put, what's the greatest benefit that you've gotten from this training? And he said, you've introduced me to me. And I thought about this. You know, when I go take people to training, and you can read about this at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, we do have a class in uh, next week, next Thursday. A week from today, it's in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, it is a closed class. It's 13 people. But if you need to go and you want to go and that works for you, I'll find a way to let, get you there. I'll find a way to let you go. After that, we're in October again. We're going to be doing uh, leadership uh, in Las Vegas. And by the way, we will be doing our second-tier class leadership adventure, our first time in four years. It's the second half of Leadership Awakening, our se- second class. Uh, first time in four years, we'll be doing it September 22nd through 24th. And then we'll do another one in November. We'll finish off the year with two of these classes. So go to likeitmatters.net. But today, you're going to hear from two people. And I don't just interview them. I I want to tie it into what we're talking about. Uh, You know, we can all be doing pretty good. But what's your potential? You know, Maslow, we're going to talk about the beginning of the next segment. Maslow, you know, has a hierarchy of needs. And we have three basic needs and until those three basic needs are met, we really don't focus on anything else. And then we then the next thing that goes beyond that is the ability to have a sense of self, but the highest is self actualization. And self actualization is to know thyself. Self actualization is the highest level of psychological development where personal potential is fully realized after basic bodily and ego needs have been fulfilled. Self-actualization is being the best version of yourself. It's the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities, especially considered as a drive or a need present in everyone. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the key. That's what being under construction is. It's working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. Intrinsic growth is what really we desire and crave. And that's what you're going to hear for the rest of the show. So we'll be right back after these commercial messages.
2: Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended
3: Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of
2: awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you.
0: That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are listen to freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app
5: angie's list is now angie your home for everything home with angie you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over just tell us what you need and we'll handle the rest sending a top pro to get it done or browse reviews compare quotes from pros and connect instantly all for free for everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started.
4: Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contact Commerce.com. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Black, and today we're talking about really getting to know ourselves. I know that sounds strange, and uh, no, I'm not talking about those strange teenage years. So stop that. I'm not talking about that. You know, but, you know, one thing I realized over the last 30 years of working intimately with people is. A lot of people's self-image of themselves is not that good, and uh, sometimes the worst ones are the people with these big old egos. You know, they, they're you know an ego is an overcompensation for an inner insecurity. I always tell people, if you're that good, you don't need to tell people you're that good. They'll figure it out. But uh, we, our self-image is terrible. That's why I don't know if you remember Saturday Night Live with uh, um Stewart Smalley. Uh, When he was doing the the affirmations, you know, that's what's based on people don't believe in themselves. People don't think they have value. Uh, I think we have a clip. Hey, uh, Marshall, why don't you go ahead and play that clip? I deserve good things.
0: I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself
4: up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. (laughs) <laughs> I I was watching some of the clips to get ready for today's show And they had to wonder where Michael Jordan was on there with him. Because <laughs> Michael, look in the mirror And say to yourself, I'm a good person I don't need to dribble the basketball fast Or put it in a basket to be liked <laughs> You know, it's, just, it's hilarious But Dr. Abraham Maslow, a psychologist talked about that. We all have basic needs. Uh, we have basic uh, physiological needs that are basic safety, that, you know, which, uh, uh, the survival needs, if you will. And then you go to safety needs. Uh, and then you go to belonging needs and love needs that you fit in. And then you go to the self-esteem needs that you have value and confidence. But the highest level of that is self-actualization. And these are people who truly want to be the best version of themselves, who truly want to be, uh, you know, better today than they were yesterday and better tomorrow than today. And that's really what our training does. Our training takes wherever you are in life, no matter how good or how bad, uh, and allows you to take your life to a whole new level. Now, if you're doing well, believe it or not, this training probably has more impact on you. It really has a lot more impact for people that are doing well, people that are doing well by the world standards, people that are doing well by other people's standards. Because when I get those people in my class, they're usually probably self-actualizing people. People want to be the best version of themselves. That's why they're doing well already. And so when they come to my class, they eat it up. Yes, sir, no, sir, how high, sir. Their unconscious mind gets connected to me right away because, man, they finally met someone equally yoked, someone congruent, someone that can challenge them, someone knows their machinations, someone that knows their drivers, someone that knows how they work, like a manufacturer knows his product. And then they can take it to another level. And so that is what we experience in our training, the different types of people. I do the same thing to everybody. And some people treat me like I'm El Diablo. Some people resist me. Some people want to make me into uh, Satan himself because I'm pushing buttons. I'm squeezing. I'm not accepting good enough. I'm challenging their status quo. I'm getting out of their comfort zone. And and we all know fear is address. Fear is right outside of our comfort zone. And so the people I love to uh, have in my class the best are self-actualizing people. People want to be the best version of themselves, people that are already doing good. And they just, they it reinforces what they were doing and allows them to take it to another level. Now, I also deal with those that basically are just surviving, just getting through stuff. Just, and, and by the way, some of those are doing pretty good too. If for them, it's transformational. It's life-changing. My one concern for people that weren't doing a lot of good stuff going in is they're going to come out changed, but they won't have the foundation. They won't be around a set of good enough people to keep it going. So, I thought I'd give you a, a, a variety day, two people, two men who went through my training who had transformational experiences. And the first gentleman you're going to hear from is a guy who's, who's doing pretty good, who's a rock star in the world, who people think is uh, already doing great. Uh, he doesn't need my training. Why would he go to my training? Well, because of who he is and because he wants to be the best version of himself. And so, let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome to the Like It Matters Radio, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for joining us, brother. I know how busy you are. I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. Great to be on. Hey, so uh, glad to have you here. So you're in Sacramento. You work for the the great Iron Mechanical, right? Yes, sir. So how long you worked for uh, the Risties and Iron Mechanical? How long you been there?
7: Um, I've been with Iron Mechanical for going on 12 years now. Um, been with them since they started Iron Mechanical. Uh, we used wow, to be Risty Mechanical
4: um, and then... We rolled in Iron Mechanical, so I've been with them since the beginning. Ah, uh, so you're a part of the original Rissy Mechanical, uh, you know. And Terry's such a great guy, you know. Early on, took risk. Early on, he approached his uh, business fearless that he was going to do what he needed to do to to get out the big business right at the beginning. And uh, good man, uh, good leader. But you know, you've you've now. I think uh, Jed started sending people through our training about uh, four months ago. And so you've seen a couple people come back from this training before you went, correct? Yes. Yeah. So tell me, you didn't know anything about our training. You hadn't gone yet. So as you're seeing people come back, uh, what are you noticing? What are you picking up on?
7: Um, It seems uh, that they have a brighter outlook on life. Um, It it sounds cliche, but they were standing taller, um, better posture, um, and it just – Part of the overall picture, um, they were more engaging in meeting. Um, I mean, I remember getting a, a big hug from Mark once. Um, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> this is a, you know? Um, so that's where, yeah, Mark, Mark
4: Rissy, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
7: so the small details, um, and I had no idea going into it. They, they uh, kept quiet, and I think it was for the better because I, I didn't know what to expect, and um, that's how you fully uh, can give it your all, um, just – Yeah, give into it and see what happens.
4: Yeah, and it's so cool. The way I met Aaron is uh, I was going to my classroom like an hour and a half. We had a five o'clock meeting when we start on Thursday. Uh, And I'm, it's like three, three thirty, something like that, and I walk into this separate little, uh, um, you know, uh, meeting room, and there's this guy, long-haired, uh, big old beard, that was sitting there, and I'm like, hey, and I'm like, you know, every time I walked into my classroom, I always get there early, a half hour early, an hour early, 15 minutes early, I'd always see the same guy with the long hair and the beard, and I learned to know him as Aaron, because he's always there, he's always he's there early, he's prepared uh, he's uh, ready to go, so you got to tell me you knew nothing about the class going in, and you saw some people come back and they were pumped standing taller, more confident, more engaged, so you knew something was going on, but five minutes into it, Aaron you know we're going five minutes we've had the first person get up there and do what they do. What are you thinking what's going through your head
7: well um I was the first person that got up to do the first activity, and it completely got me out. Like, completely got me out of my comfort zone. Um, I thought I was prepared. I thought I had it. I was so confident, and then um, yeah, it just completely threw me out of my comfort zone. I remember uh, just looking at all these ten new faces and just staring at them, like, "Oh my God!" Like, what did I get myself yeah. into? Um, yeah, it's a it's so. It it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to say the least. But uh, that's all part of the. It's all part of it, and you know I needed to be, and and I'm glad I was because the growth I got out of it. You got to get outside your comfort zone, um, to to make huge gains, and uh, and that's what this was for me.
4: Yeah, and, you know, we talk about it. It's never just opinion. It's not just a, a thought. And I tell you why. There's three zones we live in. We live in this zone called the comfort. Then right outside of that is the zone called fear. And right outside of that, zone called panic. And I always tell people that fear uh, is right outside your comfort zone, and you need to know this. It's it's not fear that you should fear. It's actually the comfort zone. And that's a strange thing, right, Aaron? I mean, most people think, oh, no, you fear fear. No, fear is a straw man. Fear is nothing more than a chemical response to what you're thinking, your breathing, uh, and your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to your physiology. But it is the comfort zone that we should fear. It is the comfort zone where things go to die. It is the comfort zone that we get stale and stagnant. It is the comfort zone where our marriages die. It's our comfort zone where we lose our passion for our God. And you know that now. And and you're doing pretty good. I mean, most people on the outside think of you as a rock star. You know that. They think you're doing pretty good. You know you're doing pretty good. Uh, but that class showed you that there's way more. Is that is that a fair statement?
7: Yes. Um, I feel like the class was a two-part thing for me. Um, and in, in the end, I saw that it was all the same thing and it was all meant to, everything was done for a reason. But originally, I kind of separated in two parts was the skills that you taught me, um, how to go within myself and, and eliminate certain fears and, and how to do it. not just you know that I can do it, but how to do it, techniques, skills yeah. to do it. And then the se- second part was the variable of the 11 or the 10 other people that were there. I mean, they could have been any 10 people, And because they were all so different, I got to share in a lot of their uh, emotional breakthroughs and being a part of that, that wasn't necessarily part of your lesson plan uh, directly. I'm sure it was probably, you know, off to the side, but uh, a lot of the growth I got was being with the teammates and and growing with them and just being there with them. Um, uh, Again, I'll go back to the word um, being vulnerable um, with strangers, essentially. We all started off as strangers and now – we have this group chat, group chat going, and we're holding each other accountable. We're, we're communicating every day, every morning, talking about, uh, you know, all the things we need to keep doing to, to keep this, this fireball in
4: us lit and going. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And the key, you said it, is even the people. We have people from all walks of life. All We have brown and black. We had Christian and Muslim and Hindu. Uh, we had people on the left and people on the right political spectrum. And you're right. Uh, We came together as a team, loving on each other, trusting. And part of that was out of the comfort zone. I mean, let's be honest, Aaron. There are people in that room that, outside of my class, your paths would have never crossed. You know that, right?
7: Absolutely, yeah.
4: Yeah. And so that's part of the uncomfortable. And, and now we live in a world where the Facebook uh, uh, you know, pattern is you only talk to people who you agree with 100% on everything, and that's very few people. And, and we don't talk to people that vote different, and we don't – I mean, that's just crazy. And in my class, we move beyond that. So, Aaron, we're going to go to hard break. Please stay with me. It'll be a three-minute break. After the break, I want to find out what do you think is the biggest benefit, the biggest takeaway of 48 hours at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. I'm Black. Today, I'm going to help you meet yourself. We'll be right back.
2: From up-to-the-minute analytic reports. An insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs.
0: So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com.
1: Connecting you with new customers. We are all in the construction business. Constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that over? I deserve good things. I am entitled to my
4: share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. I am Mr. Black, and I agree with Stuart Smiley. I am all those things now. Just don't ask my wife. She might not agree with that. So uh, today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about self-actualization fact, today, I titled today's show, Hello Me, It's Me, uh, because a lot of people don't know themselves. A lot of people don't know what they're made of. And really, self-actualization, which can also be referred to as self-realization, self-cultivation, there's lots of different words. Can be described as the complete realization of one's potential as manifest in peak experiences, which involve the full development of one's abilities and appreciation for life. And that was Maslow who said that. That was back in 62. That was before I was a twinkle in my mama's eye. And that was before I was a cell in anywhere. And uh, Maslow put it so well. The attainment of self-actualization involves one's full involvement in life and the realization of that which one is capable of accomplishing. See, there was a Chinese general who had a noble cause. He wanted to change the world. And as he sat down to figure out how he was going to change the world, he realized he had to first start with his own country since he had authority there. As he sat down with his country to figure out how he was going to change his country, he realized he had to start with this community since he and his family resided in said community. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his community, he realized he had to start with his family since they are the pillars. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his family, he came to the dawning realization. Yep. Yes, I'm going to quote Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror. He realized, just like I realized, that the only person we can truly change is ourselves. But people are always watching. People are always judging. And so that change in himself might affect change in his family. And that change in his family might affect change in his community. And that change in the community might affect change in his country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. I mean, for 200 plus years, the rest of the world wanted to be like America. Anybody notice somehow over the last 10, 12 years, that's all changed? Now all of a sudden, we want to be like the rest of the world. And to our default, to our, uh, uh, it's t- negative, it's terrible. But let's take it back now individually. Are you running around living your life in such a way that everybody likes wants to be like you? Or are you living your life just to be like everybody else? And if you're doing the latter, uh, it's wrong because you're unique. No one has your fingerprints. Nobody has your DNA. And nobody has like 30-some qualities from your tongue print to your voice qualities, to the gait that you walk with, you're unique. Of all the billions of applicants, God's prepared you. God has prepared in advance good works for you to walk through. For he knows the plans he has for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope in the future. But until you realize who you are in Christ, until you realize who you are when you walk with him, until you realize what you're capable, until you realize your true potential, You're going to be missing the mark, and that's what the word sin means. It's an archery term. It means to miss the mark. We've all been given gifts and talents, and we don't use them to their fullest. Then we miss the mark. And so self-actualization, in a way, is kind of like love. Because the Bible says love conquers a multitude. Love covers a multitude of sins. And I got to tell you, this guy that I have on the radio with me now, uh, Aaron, what a loving guy, He's a child of God. He's a good guy. He's a compassionate guy. He's a good leader. And I was so honored to have him in my class. So let's welcome back Aaron to Like It Matters Radio. Again, brother, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you got it. Glad to be here. So so I had you waiting to put the question was on the table. I'm going to ask Aaron, boom, 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 what is the biggest benefit today? A week removed. I mean, Thursday. Do you, can you realize this, Aaron? Last Thursday, you were getting ready to re- meet Mr. Black for the first time. Could you believe that? How how long has your life been since la- last week, right? How much have you lived in a week, right?
7: Yeah, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. Um, yeah. It re- really has. Um, my life has changed um, in many ways. I'd say the best way that it's changed um, is something that you told me um, is if it's the- acts like a duck it walks like a duck it must be a duck (laughs) and that coupled with uh, as a leader there's always somebody watching you at all times Um, and some of my weaknesses were uh, I got my hands in my pockets I had bad posture my eye contact might not have been the best and I didn't even realize these things as part of the complete uh, realm of communication like you said words are only a little bit of it then there's emotion there's there's eye contact body language so I feel like I have a a more complete um, presence um, in meetings, um, in Zoom meetings even. Um, I don't know. I think that would be one of the main things I took away um, from that aspect of it. When I joined, I was looking through everything um, through the lens of the filter of work. I wanted to be a better leader at work. Um, So a lot of the skills I took away was from that realm, uh, but then, as I started doing some of the, the worksheets and going deeper into the um, the activities, I realized my focus changed from work uh, to my family life, my you know my relationship with God, um, with my wife, with my children. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little <clears throat> a little emotional, but um, I saw the change because I didn't know what to expect. Um, so uh, I'd say the posture and the communication that way um, was huge. And then the love that I'm giving my family now, uh, I embrace my kids. with yeah. like, a passionate embrace. And then my son looked at me when I came home and hugged him, like, what the heck? I like, guess this is weird, Dad. Like, and he looked at me kind of like uh, smirked. Uh, and I uh, grabbed him and I just got him with teary-eyed and it, it brought him in closer and gave him a hug. And uh, he, he he saw the difference immediately. Um, so anyway, I think that wow. would be wow. the big changes.
4: Huge. Huge. Yeah. And, and, and you hit it around the nose. I, I teach people that you know, we're judgmental creatures. And it always bothers me when someone says that I'm not judgmental. Yeah, you are. Right? I have this friend of mine uh, who he's engaged to this woman that I hope he doesn't marry because they are so wrong. But she calls me. She says all the time she doesn't like to listen to my show or anything. She's a graduate. She went through. But she said, I'm judgmental. I'm judgmental. I'm like, I share the gospel. She doesn't like how she's had problems with Christians and she's living an unchristian life but pretending to be a Christian. So I get so when I share gospel, when I do that, it makes her feel uncomfortable. And so her uncomfortableness, she automatically directs as me like I'm judging her. No, God's judging her. The word of God judges us. That's what it says. It's a two edged sword. It's you know, sometimes it's bitter in the stomach. It might taste sweet in the mouth. You know, so when he said, "What does Ezekiel Son of man, eat the scroll'?" <laughs> what? What? You want me to do what? Eat the scroll, right? And it's a uh, sweet in the mouth, but it can be bitter in the belly. And I don't, you know this. You're a man of God. You study scripture. Uh, there are a lot of things I read in scripture that make me feel uncomfortable. That, uh, good, I didn't write it. There's no book of opinions in there, no book of feelings in there. So why don't you find the right Bible? Because it's not in there, right? It's not in there. But we have to learn that people are always watching us. And then when you know how we work, there's only true driving force in life. There's the desire for pleasure and the avoidance of pain. It's neuroassociative conditioning. And so we're either moving towards something or away from something. And Billy Graham told us in the 60s, I think it was, that you know, 70% of people in church are dead. And he said that Christians do more to scare people away from God than anybody else. Uh, and so we got to realize people are always watching, and they're either going to use this as an example of what they'd love to be like or what they would never want to be like. Uh, and my goal in life, I'm sure it's the same thing for you, Aaron, is to bring more people to the foot of the cross than I scare away, right? Yep. Amen. That's the key. That's the key. So, uh, what have you noticed at work because now you 've connected I mean here you, you get, it's a, it's a masculine work environment. Fearless is the word I love for iron mechanical fearless fearlessly fighting for projects, fearlessly working to do a good job, fearlessly investing in their in their uh, the coworkers and their employees and their team so, man, if you need anything built on the west coast, pro- probably in the state of California at least in the northern section, uh, please reach out to Iron mechanical good people doing good things. but what have you noticed in the business side with the the graduates that have come through the connection. Have you noticed anything since they've been going to our class?
7: Um, yeah, yeah. They're creating a space, um, for the magic to happen. Um, and just yeah. creating togetherness, and bringing people together. Um, and again, uh, like a judgmental, a free of judgment zone, um, and just creating space for the, the relationship to strengthen and, um, Again, there's only I think one, two, about six of us that have gone through so far. Yeah. So as more people yep. get going through, uh, we're, we're trying to keep it quiet. We don't want to um, we don't want to spoil it for them. So once everyone w- goes through, we'll be yeah. able to uh, bring it together and talk about it openly um, on a you know more open yep. forum. But um, just creating yep. a space. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And right now we're working on a mission. You know, because Terry's the 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 creator he's his he's the one that's burning it now jed his son is taking over ceo role and jed one of the biggest things jed's realized is up until now you guys have been managing what terry did and now it's time to take it to the next level and i am so honored aaron we're getting ready to go, cut this uh, off go, go to the end is there anything you'd like to share with me publicly or the graduates you don't have to or guests anything you'd like to say before i let you go um, I just got
7: to say, uh, when I first met you, I wasn't so sure about you. I was like, this guy is a lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, and then the second day, um, it's just so crazy how the relationship has grown, just over 48 hours. People keep alluding to that, um, how much yeah. growth there is. Um, but just, um, I got to say, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I didn't like you very much the first day I met you. And now I, I, I love you. You're a brother. <laughs>
4: Ah, Your brother. Well, I, appreciate I feel the same about you Aaron I feel the same about you you're a good man and looking forward to seeing what God has for us so thank you so much give my best to the guys at Iron Mechanical and we'll talk soon my friend okay will do thank you so much alright buddy God bless Bye bye. you know ladies and gentlemen we all have unmet potential there's only one perfect and it's not you it's not me and since we all fall short of the glory of God Romans three twenty three. Every day is a chance to grow. Every chance is to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. I'm Black, and we'll be right back.
2: That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
1: What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Looking for an affordable, thoroughly biblical Christian school for your K through 8th grader? Check out Foundations Christian Academy in Ham Lake, the newest member of our half-off tuition program. Find all the details at LearnATFoundations.org. That's LearnATFoundations.org.
6: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
1: For probably two-thirds of my
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, application. To know thyself, that is the key. Self-actualized people uh, is what our outcome is. We're working to be the best version of ourselves being under construction. And, you know, there are qualities of self-actualized people. Like uh, Aaron said, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. That means there's evidence that demands a verdict. Self-exualized people are accepting of others as well as their own flaws, often with humor and tolerance. Anybody that goes to my class will tell you I lead with my brokenness. I meet people in their brokenness. Uh, I'm not perfect. I'll never be. I don't want you to put me on a pedestal. It's a hard, hard fall. Uh, I'm a flawed, broken man. I'm more screwed up than most of you out there listening. I just know it, and I lead with it. So you're never disappointed. If anything, you might say I'm not as screwed up, and he's not as screwed up as he says he is. But you know what? Uh, One of the qualities of a a self-actualized person, they're true to themselves. They don't pretend in order to impress others. Self-actualized people also tend to be independent, resourceful thinkers. And by the way, this is uh, from uh, Talavich in 2017, his writing, and Martella and Pessy in 2018. They say self-actualized people can cultivate deep and loving relationships. They have a tendency to exude gratitude and maintain a deep appreciation even for the commonplace blessings in life. They can often discern between the superficial and the real when judging. They seldom depend upon their environment or culture to form their opinions, and they have a tendency to view life as a mission, which calls them to a purpose beyond themselves. And all those are things I live. If you don't believe me, let's go to the phone line. Let's go to line number two and let's welcome Gilbert to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend?
5: Hey, Mr. Black, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You're doing
4: great. You got a couple sales this week, I heard, huh?
5: <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Good for actually, you. I'm proud uh, of you. W- went back to work Monday, and I've been having a sale every day since.
4: Ah, that's cool. That's so cool. Gilbert's one of our uh, great grads. You know, we're building a great relationship with George Chevrolet in LA, uh, uh, Mr. Richard Pacheco, who kind of runs the team over there doing a great job investing in his people, believing in his people, uh, and it's having huge impact. And so so you had uh, heard Alex had come through my training, and then the five of you guys were going. So, Gilbert, you got to tell me, when you, when you showed up at class, what were you thinking? What was going on in your head? Is it something you wanted to do? Why were you there?
5: Okay, so, um, so our, our coworker, Joe, right, he's one of the first uh, graduates that went to your class, yep. and he's always very enthusiastic, right? And everything he does, you know, from selling to talking to us, uh, every time, you know, he sees somebody, he he gives them a hug. And then um uh Alex, he ended up uh going to your class as well. And you know, he told he told us about his experience and how, how life changing it was. So yeah, it kind of motivated us to actually want to go to the class.
4: And were you excited about going? Were you nervous? Were you just going to go? And where were you at mentally when you get when you went?
5: Um, so I was excited. But but again, I didn't know what to expect, you know. So we were just wondering as a team or as coworkers, we we're like, okay, so what, what's the class gonna be about? We were trying to we were trying to paint a picture like of what was what was it gonna be? Um, but yeah, very excited. Again, did not know, know what to expect.
4: No, nothing at all. And for you, Gilbert, I mean, I fell in love with you, brother, and you know that. And it's purely a, a filet-away heterosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with the other way. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you know, I I just love you, brother. You know that. And for you, a huge shift took place. And you got something out of class. I don't know. Were you, were you aware of it, uh, The what you got? I mean, because you got huge. You got real in the class. You realized that you'd been pushing people out. I mean, actually, I, instead of me telling people, why don't you tell people what you realized from the training? What did you realize?
5: Yeah. So, 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 for the first day, you know, I came in with the mentality of, you know, know it all. So, so at first, um, I don't really feel a big impact. But then the second day, um, you know, doing doing the activities we were doing, something just clicked, you know. And um, you, like like you said, I've always pushed people away. The reason being is because you know, at an early age, I lost my mom, and then. Um, and um, I, I didn't want to go through that pain. So what I'll do is I'll just keep myself at a distance. I don't want to get too close to anybody. But through this training, man, through this class, you know, I learned that, you know, um, and, and sorry, and going back to that, um, a, a lot of times, you know, when we do that, we, we we feel alone in the world, like nobody cares, but we're doing it to ourselves. I was doing it to myself, you know. Um, so going through this class and, and, and learning about teamwork and, and that I can depend on other people and that it's okay, you know. Um, I just realized, you know, how 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 much I've been missing out on life just because of my of my patterns, you know. So um yeah, that's something I I learned and I'm grateful for.
4: Yeah, your phone is kind of going in and out, but I got what you're saying. But it's a huge difference, and you're 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 connecting. He's a good looking guy. He's got a beautiful energy. You got Joe Joe Vasquez's energy. Joe's a good friend of mine. Went to my training a dozen years ago. Since his fiance, he's been to adventure. He's traveled with me. He stayed at my house. I love Joe. He he God brings people into my life when they're at low point, and when Joe came into my life, he was on low point and joe's a sponge he wants to be the best he wants to grow and and it's real uh and what have you noticed different about yourself since class now that you've been at class yeah i know you've got to sell every day which is awesome that's money brother but what but what have you noticed about how you interact with people how you feel what's what's been different this week
5: so so before you know i i i've been a positive guy right especially at work you know um but but now, I feel more enthusiastic about about you know just even he, being here talking to you, I feel more enthusiastic, even at work, you know uh we took this class with coworkers now we hold each other accountable um if somebody is not focused we we tell each other, hey, focus, you know it's okay to focus um so yeah, just just more more um in the moment, not living in the past, you know, being stuck in my head, so but you know, what what i have noticed this week is that I'm more in the moment. I'm more
4: um, enthusiastic about what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Well, I am proud. And yeah, George Chevrolet is doing some good work, a good dealership there. They have now sent us, I think, five, and then Alex six, and then Alex's fiance or, or girlfriend, baby mama, whatever we call her. She went through <laughs> and changed her life. Uh, and I know some of the guys. They want to get their fiancés, their wives, their girlfriends through. And so, uh, Gilbert, uh, you and I are uh, amigos, vatos, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, I want you to know if there's if there's anything I can do for you. You know, we uh, we, uh, we 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 breed, breathe the same. We bleed the same. Uh, we we rejoice the same, and we follow after the same God. So my Bible says that yes. it makes you and I brothers. You know that. You know, yes, right? sir. So, yes, sir. Yes, any, sir. Anything that. anything like to say uh, before I let you go, anything like to say to the audience or to me, it's not your chance.
5: Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely I definitely encourage everybody listening to take this class. You know, it is life changing. Um, uh, I heard you speaking to Aaron. We we think we're doing great in life. Um, and even if we are, you know, I think everybody can take something from this class. There is growth. There's always room for improvement. So whoever's listening, I encourage you to take this class.
4: Amen. Amen. Well, brother, thank you so much, and I look forward to getting out out to L.A. and uh, uh, being on property, seeing the whole team at George uh, Chevrolet. So God bless you, my friend, and we'll talk soon, okay?
5: God bless, Mr. Black. Thank you for having me. All
4: right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. See, what Gilbert was alluding to is this thing called good enough, G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. And we go through life and we start checking boxes and we start accepting good enough, we start comparing ourselves to other people. But the problem with comparing ourselves to other people is you're not that person. You have different fingerprints, you have different trauma, you have different drama, you have different DNA, you have different tongue prints, you have different uh, 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 venal pattern, flow of uh, the veins and the arteries in the back of your retina than anybody else. You have a gait unique to yourself. In China, they could photograph a group of people with hoodies on, with masks on, and they can identify you. Google helped them figure this out. They won't help our government, but they help Chinese government to figure out who you are. So your gait actually shows who you are. And so, see, there's nobody else that can do what you were put here to do. And so quit comparing yourself to other people. And see, that's what good enough is. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough, so I'm doing better than the person in the pew next to me. Good enough for tenure. And when is good enough no longer acceptable? In my training, I ask people to raise the bar, to quit accepting good enough. And that's why I put pressure on you. It's a fiery furnace. It's the two-a-days in football practice. It's it's boot camp in the military where you get text, you get taxed, you get pushed, so you can see what you're made of. There's a proverb that says you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. And any good sponge knows that when a sponge gets squeezed by life, the only thing that can come out of that sponge is what's in that sponge. And let's be honest, over a lifetime, we put some things in there that shouldn't be in there, that shouldn't belong. You've got some hitchhikers. You've got some lies from your past, some trauma and drama that you haven't dealt with. You've got some things that have happened that have created a bitterness rather than a betterness. And you can change that whenever you want. It's a decision. It's an attitude. It's like the famous British guy, funny guy said to be or not to be. But I disagree with his closing statement. It's not a question. It's a choice. To be someone under construction or not to be. To be a little bit better today than yesterday and a little bit better tomorrow than today or not to be. To be a person who wants to be everything that they were created to be. Go to likeitmatters.net, reach out to Mr. Black, and let me help you become that person. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your computer problems the boot. Arby's computer. Service. Hi, this is
6: Randy with RB's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so that we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763 441 3884 or you can email me randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems for
0: RB's computer service. Ringing.